0: You're listening to Shannon Taylor Talk. Heart to heart with your fascinating online friends around the globe. So we're talking to Matt King today, a songwriter, a singer-songwriter from Nashville. And uh, we're going to be talking about his newest project, Rube. Um, sure. <laughs> which fascinates me to no end. I mean, the, the your career has been so amazing, and uh, from the early country to this particular project is just, uh, it's, 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 it's so amazing. I want to talk about that. So you, you begin about your journey, because it's been quite a path, hasn't it?
1: Well, by, by most industrial standards, it would be considered a devolvement. I suppose. Well,
0: um, n- not for mine. Not for mine. But in my
1: own personal journey, uh, like like yours, at least what I've read mm. uh, about yours, it's just uh, it's been a natural process. Um, it's been a very alchemical process, to say the least, um, with all the stages um, uh, involved. Uh, I guess that's the best analogy I could give. Well, in the. And Rube, it-
0: in the beginning, I mean, you've been in Nashville for quite some time. But in the beginning, um, they were they were um, comparing you to the Keith Whitley and the the heavy, uh, heavy country artist. And this, yep. I mean, and you you have this richness, this rich southern heritage, and and then what you're doing today. With Rube is so brave and awe-inspiring. I just oh. called you uh, Tennessee Williams. If Tennessee Williams, in my opinion, oh. if he were alive today, he would oh. be. If he were a songwriter, he would be Matt King. Because well. what you're doing in in, in the lyrics and in the innovation is just so brave. I, I applaud oh. you.
1: Well, thank you. I, I just I've always wanted to be a novelist. I, I always wanted to write books, but I don't have the wherewithal or patience or attention span to go or 300 pages deep but I can I can make it through about you know anywhere between two and four minutes <laughs> so um,
0: and that's yeah. our that's our attention span today so this is that's what I mean you, yeah. you got it you nailed it baby
1: well I, I appreciate all the things you said I you know when I got into this industry it was by a fluke it was in the 90s and I didn't have anything to fall back on no plan B still don't have a plan B I'm afraid if I did have a plan B I wouldn't be doing this uh, because it's certainly, it's not an easy path, Um, but I did have a a love for the older, you know, baritone singers from the past, and that happened just, you know, folks kept telling me you should sing some of this country stuff. I was really steeped in bluegrass. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so the country thing, it was timing for me in the 90s. Everything was just exploding here. I was one of those guys that came to town, gave it a shot, got a shot, shot went away. And then I had a choice to decide whether I wanted to go on or not. And um, um, from a personal standpoint, you know, life as I knew it changed. Um, Everything that I thought I had built kind of just went away. And I had this, what now I look at is a beautiful opportunity to rebuild a life into something real and something cohesive and uh, (laughs) something that matters. Um, And it wasn't about leaving a mark. It was about discovering who I'm not. And uh, so Rube is just really uh, uh, my family's history. I I come from a long line of bootleggers and um, uh, aunts that uh, tape their husbands to chairs and set the house on fire around them and grandmother that killed grandfather and all these crazy stories that I always thought were sort of novel in the music business when I'd hear people write about them. And mm-hmm. then I found out I had this incredibly uh, weird Southern heritage. So I kind of just started writing. How
0: did you, did you always know about your, about your history and, or did you, what was the path of discovery?
1: I knew of it, but I had, um, I was, um, my dad was always would always talk about it, but I had two, um, two separate families. One was my mom's and then which is somewhere between judaism and Baptists, and then a grandmother that moved here from czechoslovakia Wait. and uh you know murder and then and then on the dad's side it was just a, the hatfields and grand, great granddad hatfield was the original and i heard all these crazy stories and i didn't know that my own great grandma and my great aunts were bootleggers in dark Corner, south carolina so I find out all these crazy stories grandpa hard and feathered a man and that really wasn't that, to me, that wasn't compelling enough to put in a song because mm-hmm. everybody's written crazy songs like that. So I kind of wanted to do an analogy between archety- of archetypes. Right. And so that's where you and I kind of, um, at least from what I understand, we kind of see eye to eye. Yeah, but in you're
0: our, mu- you're much braver than I'm only, I stuck my toe in. You know, you, you <laughs> dove all the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just fascinating to me. It's just like... <laughs> The the small town the small town scoundrel in the south is a microcosm cosmic view of the bigger the bigger picture. Right. So that's that's what I mean by that and so it's just been fun and that's all that Rube is. I grew up in a barbershop, Smokey's barbershop and we had Curly Fane and Van Hook and Gravel Gertie and Shotgun Sherrod and all these characters one after the other right. that I grew up around and um you know, a Rube was a yokel and a rube was a Kind of an uneducated guy where the rich people would come in and say, hey, I'll give you a nickel if you go dig that hole for me, Rube. So I'm a Rube, and I'm lucky in that I had an opportunity to uh, to take a look at at uh, at least attempting to live deliberately and not have to live with that oppressive um Feeling of, of this is all I could get. This is all that life has to offer, and I can have no more. I can do no more. I can discover no more. My world is this little myopic bubble I live in.
0: What was the transition between uh, going from the the country artist that is the music maker's dream over there? You know, they you, you go through that mill, and you come out oh, yeah. flattened, and uh. then and then you you rediscovered your your roots, and how difficult was that to make that record there? I mean, was it...
1: You mean the pre-what-I'm-Doing-Now the pre records? How difficult was it to make, or the transition?
0: The transition, but but the, Oh. Yeah.
1: It was brutal, but, uh, you know, in retrospect, it's all, most of it was self-inflicted, you know? You know, there's just... There's... For everything we do, we got consequence. Good and bad, and I made my choices. I moved here. I made, you know, I, At that time, all I wanted to do was not drink homemade beer for a day and uh, somehow embrace the fact that I was alone, I was divorced, that the world as I knew it was very skewed, and most of it I had made up and delusional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I, mean, I was just willing to embrace it, feel it for everything it was and wasn't at, the, at that time. And it was really simple. I mean, I just started putting a foot in front of the other just to strip it down to its to bare elements. And it's been amazing. I, I basically spent, you know, you and I have a mutual friend I met in a coffee shop. And I spent every afternoon in that coffee shop. I was renting out my upstairs to someone mm-hmm. and needed some space. So I would go down there and write songs and uh, just uh, people watch. And I spent... Probably two or three years doing that And lucky, lucky, luckily I had a publishing deal And I've always been able to survive And sustain myself with a small publishing draw Right And so that was the transition Really, I mean, that's in a nutshell Fair phrase so but, but
0: Very few people are willing to, to go into that self-discovery mode They go from one well, The one One thing to another and it's and, and never really going that deep You stopped and you went in
1: I was lucky. At 11 years of age, I don't know what happened. I had a CB radio, a turntable, and a Bible. And for some reason, I used to love to read the book of Proverbs, and it made sense to me. Not from a religious standpoint, just it made sense. Mm -hmm. Nobody told me I was supposed to do it. And uh, so I was always fascinated with couplets and little uh, haiku kind of. I could could digest haiku. Mm Mm-hmm a lot easier, like like the stuff you do, <laughs> a lot quicker than I could um, the entire diatribe of you, punish yads.
0: Yeah, I'm just a snippet.
1: <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So the snippets work from an early age. So at that point in my life, it was one, it was literally two paths, and uh, one was, self-discovery, but the kind of um, abandonment of any kind of narcissistic trend.
0: Abandonment yeah, of just, narcissistic trends. You know, this is what we're going through in the, in the country right now. We are having yeah, to abandon right. the narcissistic trends.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm, yeah, we don't know what it's going to shake out to be at the end, and it's it's pretty fascinating, but, you know, yeah. that's, um...
0: But we have to come to the we in the collective community.